Saturday morning. Great to have your company right across the country. Hopefully you're enjoying your Saturday morning. The NBA is about to kick off. Can the Miami Heat defeat the Knicks and close off their playoff series? And our man, Ollie Landos, he's going at, he's had 11 bets for us throughout Giddy Up and Winners, and he's hit his multi nine times. He's a freak. Wow. He's just a freak. 315 is multi today is. Um, Jimmy Butler, 25 plus. Jalen Brunson, 25 plus in that first game. And then he's got Clay Thompson to score 20 or more points. So that multi high risk. That's is, high, high is, risk stuff. is around 315. Um, winners win here, and Ollie's a winner, and he's been dominating proceedings, so he's just seeing them beautifully. He's like just shooting the lights out like Steph Curry with his multis. Now, Jules, is there any other races in particular that really catch your eye there at Flemington from a market perspective? Yeah, there's a few, to be honest, but I think the most interesting one from a market perspective for me is race eight, so the 1,400-metre race. And the reason is is you've got a favourite outlaw's revenge who's, done some really good things obviously won the Wongoom on a really wet track and now he's this is a horse that's taking up a fair bit of percentage but I think from a perspective of a market you just want to see what the market does with green fly so it's on the minimum 53 kilos it's first up it's got the detonated jack form line obviously you know back three four months ago which was white hot um, and then you've got another horse called packing Waltham for the Hayes camp who's been really well supported as well so I'm really interested in those two horses from a market perspective to see what happens there because they could really continue to cascade down. And if that's the case, then Outlaw's Revenge, if you like it, think it's going to get 1,400 metres and be able to um, get through that wide gate, then you're going to get much better than what you're getting right now. So from that perspective of market purely, I found Greenfly and probably Pack and Waltham in race eight really interesting. Especially like a heavy track to potentially a good four, yes. Jules. Yes. On, without loss revenge. Been, yeah, and never been to 1,400 metres and draws wide. So do they take their medicine mm. and go back? Or do they, 1,400 metres, we don't get too worried about barriers sometimes from a map perspective. That 1,400 metre turn comes up pretty quick. So Dean Yendall's going to have to be right on his game to either find a spot. If he doesn't, could make it difficult. Another fascinating race is race two. Mr. Mojo Ryzen, uh, import Kiwi Amazing win if you go back and do your data and watch it. Um, it's been well-backed. I don't know what price it'll start, but it could just be a complete and utter steamer. That's a really good point because it's screaming at us, isn't it, really? That mm. we don't know well, it's, it's, a, it's a race of numbers outside that, Jules. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, interesting to see what they do with DK. With that inside gate, We I, I thought last start from the inside draw, they'd lead. They didn't. They took a sit to this time. They try and lead. And Private Jumbo, who's... You know, got she dances for him and then knocked off a, a maiden at a dollar thirty. Um, but got that wide draw again at the fourteen hundred metres. Bo Merton's gonna have to be right on his best. So there's some holes with those two horses that I just mentioned mentioned, Dicko, that if uh, Mr. Mojo Rising is uh, lives up to the market expectation here, he could um yeah, space him. Mail out of Kiwi land is that he's very, very good and they expect him to win. Yeah, whereas like race for the eight is another horse that's a bit new to the scene and it's been utterly yeah. Utterly friendless. It's they opened at five fifty because they didn't know where to put it. It's out to twelve dollars. It'll probably start twenties. It's a good horse. They tell about. me, but they, but um, we had Trent Bustleton on the other day, and he gave it no hope. Basically, too short. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's I think what Dicko raises there is a really good point that where market intelligence is just so important when you're doing your numbers. So you could have when you first do your first pricing, or even if you don't do pricing, go yeah, it could be a chance. You know, it's around that seven eight dollar mark, and you sort of don't know where it lands, 
And then you need that bit of intelligence from the market perspective on a Saturday morning to say, okay, no, this horse is removed. And then you can remove it from your market and then you can you can go elsewhere. But um, That's a really so good important. point, Jules. So like I, I price off data largely and I'll make, I make these horses the market. So I make them about the price that the market has them on a, on a Wednesday night. And then, so the horse in race two, I've now, I've bonused it a little bit because the market's come to it. So I'm under it. So I'm never going to lay it. And I might back it. Probably going to go today, see it in the yard. The other horse made market and now I've penalized it because the market's spitting it out. So I think it's important to just, all those factors you need to put into whatever you do. You just can't think you're ever going to be smarter than the market because it's just not going to end well. Yes. Mm. Now, just quickly before we take a quick break here. Um, Dicko, you're really keen on lethal thoughts. Now, Ma decided, Ma and Yusuf decided to stay in Melbourne with his galloper. Um, has had some good backing. What price do you want today? Um, well, I'm already on, so I don't care. Um, I think it'll start $3. I can't see it starting too much shorter than $3. Yeah. I think it's going to get a really good run. So is Toronto Terrier. But you can make a case and you're entitled to Russian Dancer at the same time. The one they have backed, which we tipped on the show too, G, is Semyon. Or busted and young. So yep. I think we might have taken 20 bucks, 18, 19 dollars, something around there. It's in a ten dollars. And yeah, the first wave said, Yeah, this horse is gonna run well. It's gonna it's gonna roll forward for sure with this market support. There'll be another wave come probably in about an hour and a half, and that'll decide if this horse starts seven dollars or thirteen dollars. Jules, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm um I just <laughs> I looked at this race and I thought from a map perspective, maybe lethal thoughts would end up back three rails. So I was happy to take it on. Uh, so I'm going to be, again, riding a few of these sort of short price favourites that I know have the right form lines to win this race. But I went down a path Thursday, Friday, and I'm sort of nailed to the cross now with it. So I'm hoping from a bookmaking perspective, it does end up three rails and might not get all the luck. But it's a tricky race and I can see... Uh, edge of the seat sort of stuff. Yeah, well, that's how that's how important maps are. I've got a coffin, which is leaders back. So yeah, there's a yeah. difference. There's a difference in opinion and a difference in betting. 0499736736. Send your questions in. Let's take a break. This is Winners with Gareth Hall, Jack Dickens and Jules Valance on this Saturday morning.